Hey, 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 everybody. Today I have for you podcast number 004. Today's podcast is titled Weed Wars. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Lombardi, and this is the Limitless Life Network podcast where we flesh out the limitations that are preventing you from reaching your goals and living the life that you deserve. This podcast is for you if you want to live a life with less limitations and more freedom with a healthier mind, body, and spirit. The Limitless Life Network brand was born out of the scripture in Ephesians 3.20, which, re- which reads, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. And I want to help you to recognize and tap into that limitless power that is at work within you. And today's episode is titled, Weed Wars. So today I have for you six points, and of course we've got to begin with a story or a backstory. And the backstory is this: uh, my family and I um, have been growing a large-scale garden uh, for many years, and uh, it's different every year. And uh, some years are more productive than others. Uh, This year has been a very productive year, and we've been very good at keeping after things uh, until about about a month ago, and uh, I've neglected it. And uh, the weeds in one area just got really, really, really tall. And um, so I knew they were growing. I knew where it was. I knew the one section of the garden where we just were kind of not doing anything with it. And uh, the problem with that is if I didn't get after it sooner or later, something was going to happen. Now, my wife has been down there. I've, I've actually not been in the garden at all, and I'm not certainly not going to place any blame on her, but she's been harvesting different things for cooking and so forth. But uh, she hasn't really paid much attention to the, the weeds that have been growing in this one section of the garden. So this past weekend, I decided enough is enough, and I'm going to go down there, and I am just going to wage war on these weeds, and I am going to yank them all out, and I am going to haul them all out of there. And she came down to like kind of check on what was going on, and she was going to help for a little while, and um, she just kind of got a little overwhelmed with how much work it really was, and then uh, she took our daughter off to uh, practice or something, so... Anyway, I was there left by myself to toil with the weeds uh, for a while. So anyway, while I was working, I I came up with some really good things to to talk about today. So point number one is neglect leads to more work. And it's not just in your garden this happens. This happens in just about any aspect of our life is that whenever we forget about something and just – don't do anything with it. It doesn't go away. It just becomes a greater problem or something more that you have to address. But sooner or later, something that you neglect will will come to fruition where you have to deal with it and address it. 
and uh, oftentimes it's uh, it's more daunting than you would like to have to encounter. So I consult with patients all the time who have neglected their health and they've put on weight or they've developed other problems uh, metabolically. And the work and the time and the money and the effort that goes into reversing it is is can be it's just a lot of work and uh, there's no doubt about it that if there was no neglect and they wouldn't be in that situation or I wouldn't be in the situation with my garden so and neglect leads to more work point number two is overwhelm leads to procrastination and avoidance which equals even more work so I was telling. Uh, uh, my massage therapist, Jess- my massage therapist Jessica, today about this uh, situation. She goes, "Oh boy, that leads to avoidance. I wouldn't want to do that either." So, yeah, like when you look at the size of these weeds that are five feet tall, and you're thinking about yanking them out of the ground, um, you know, and there's so many of them, you're like, "Oh my god, I don't even want to deal with that." Can't we just like get? A, a weed whacker and just cut them all down and then they're going to just what? They're going to reseed themselves and you're going to deal with them all over again the following year. And that's uh, that's what we did probably the previous year. We just kind of tilled them into the soil and they replanted their seeds and that was that. So yeah, overwhelm is something that happens to all of us. And what we end up doing is because we're overwhelmed, we find other things to do in the place of actually addressing these things. But you know how you, you handle overwhelm is you take a hold of one thing and you take care of it. And then you take a hold of a second thing and you take care of it. And and that's how I, I just started pulling one weed and another and another and another. And the next thing you know, I got a huge arm load of weeds and throwing them out into a wagon, right? So same thing with anything that seems overwhelming, just one thing at a time and and get it handled. That's the best way to bring order to chaos. So, and then during that process, it's quite amazing. This is point number three. Here's what happens. That work. So I, I I wrote point number three to read like this, but physical work stimulates the mind. So physical work stimulates the mind, but even even if it's written work, if it's overwhelming and you dig into it and you just do step by step, one thing at a time, your mind becomes creative. You actually tap into more creativity. And as I was pulling these weeds and I had this quiet time in my own head, I was like, man, I could think of so many great metaphors and analogy from just this situation that seems horrible um, that I could should go do the podcast right now, but I was filthy, dirty, so I was like, I can't go shoot the podcast now like this. Um, and I and I thought to myself, my goodness, how much, how many people don't have quiet time doing work by themselves with no music playing, with no podcast playing, with nobody interrupting them, a cell phone or something going off? It's very rare in our culture today that people have quiet time where they're actually laboring and doing something because when you're active and you're physical you're stimulating your brain uh, and and you're and you're driving blood through your body and and you're in the most your brain is in the most creative state when you're doing something physical so that's why people that go run that's one of the runners highs that they enjoy 
is that peace and quiet in their head. And a lot of people listen to music because they're just, they like the the rhythm of music. But one of the, the great things of running and doing any type of cardio that's by yourself is that your mind just gets clear and your thoughts get clear. So physical work stimulates the mind. Uh, point number four, progress builds confidence and leads to more desire to press in. So um, this is this was exciting. So my wife took off and I probably had, she and I and Grace, we were working out in the garden. We probably had a third of this chore tackled. And she was like, really like, wow, we got about a third of it done. That's pretty good for today. You know, kind of thing like thinking that's, uh, that's, you know, that's, enough for now, and maybe we'll come back to it later. But I know that later is not going to happen, right? Later is going to turn into more, what, procrastination and avoidance because it's not that fun of a job. So instead, I just kept going and going. And as that one-third, you know, turned into a half, and then that half turned into three-quarters, and then that three-quarters turned into all of it. And then I looked to other areas to start cleaning up because I was like, wow, this is really starting to look good now. Let's let's clean up some other things, some smaller weeds. And and so this isn't going to be a big problem for later. And we took some old plants out. And next thing I know, the garden was looking beautiful again. And it was something that I was proud of. So yeah, progress builds confidence, which leads to more desire to press on and press in. So that brings us to point number five, doing a good job is not doing a great job. So for instance, I, you know, you can stop and you can pull some of the weeds. You can just pull the tall weeds and leave the smaller weeds. You know, there, you can deal with some of the big issues in your life, but you can neglect some of the smaller issues, right? Um, you can you can go, you know, David Meltzer, who's a guy that I, I look up to as a mentor, he says some really intelligent things, but he says that, uh, you know, a lot of people will go the extra mile. You know, we've all gone the extra mile once in a while, but it's very seldom that you go the extra mile all the time. And he calls that the empty mile. So go the extra mile all the time. So if you can go the extra mile every day in every aspect of your life, then you are in the empty mile because very, very, very few people go the extra mile all the time. That's not me. I didn't come up with that. That's Dave Meltzer. But to me, it's like you can do a good job, but it's not doing a great job. And so I remember when we traveled to Italy, it was one thing that was very apparent that they, nobody was really in a big hurry, but they were very, they took great pride in not just doing a good job, but doing a fantastic job. They did everything, whether it was um, cooking a breakfast or uh, pruning a, a tree or uh, showing you um, something in their home. They took great care and detail to make sure that everything was just right. They did, They worked on stuff. They worked on dishes of food like they were works of art, like they were going to sign their name like Michelangelo on whatever they did. They were going to put their name on it. Now, imagine if if somebody walked along behind you every day and looked at the work that you did and looked for your signature. You know, Would you be that proud of the work that you did? Did you do a good job or did you do a great job? And then... Uh, 
And that brings us to point number six. And that this is going to seem very counterintuitive, but this is, uh, this is point number six. Success is boring. What does that mean? Success is boring. Success is boring. What is success? Success is different for everybody. And success is measured in many, many ways. But what creates success is actually boring. You know, the hard work, like we, we watch, uh, you know, people like Tom Brady, you know, who's whether you like him or don't like him, you got to respect his, his work as a, as a quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, that guy, we see him just bring his team back from behind or whatever. He's, he's clutch, right? He's, he's a great player. And we see this, but what we don't see, we don't see him in practice every day. We didn't see him in peewee football. We didn't see him in Pop Warner. We didn't see him in high school. We didn't see him in the gym and all the workouts and the and the diet and the exercise and the sleep. And, you know, we didn't see all of the things behind the scenes because that's boring. It's boring to watch the habits and behaviors of the success that 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 we see. We see the masterpiece of somebody's career in athletics and and then it's just it, 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 it just boggles my mind when I listen to people comment and nitpick about the success of, of professional sports and professional athletes because, you know, they, the people commenting really, you know, kid don't even have a leg to stand on because they, they've never done what these people have done in most cases. But, you know, that's why I guess they bring in uh, old uh, retired athletes to do a lot of the commentary because I guess they get they get the right to, to pick on their colleagues. So anyway, um, success is boring. And if you look at healthy people, you know, their habits are boring. Yeah, they go to bed early every night. You know, yeah, they get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, they they you know they eat clean all the time, and it's they kind of eat the same foods all the time that are good for them. They don't really splurge very often, and and treat themselves to a chocolate cake or you know going out for ice cream every weekend. You know all those things that that uh, you know a lot of unhealthy people think are just perfectly fine. Oh, you got to live a little. Um, well, you can live a lo- a lot if you just have boring habits and behaviors that produce a great result. So you can have fun in a healthy body and a healthy mind and a healthy spirit, but the habits that get you there, they're just routines. You know, if you, if you look at a healthy person, their habit, they just have a routine that works for them. And not everybody's routine is the same. There's no, there's no uh, perfect way to do everything. Uh, but then at the same time, you look at unhealthy people's habits, and it's very evident for you to, to be able to pick that apart. So anyway, that's uh, those are the six points I have this week for you. And that's the uh, that's the, 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 the weed wars right there, folks. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something from it. And uh, that's all for this week's edition of your weekly Limitless Life Network podcast. And uh, tune in each and every week and, uh, and be inspired. Keep moving forward toward your best life by stripping away your limitations. We'll see you.